0: job accommodation network at askjan.org that's
1: a-s-k-j-a-n.org
0: test 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 one two
1: three i mean we're gonna like argue about who's gonna say we're
2: listening to first city forum 97.5 fm
0: Hello, 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 and welcome to the First City Forum, brought to our preference properties in Southeast Alaska Orthopedics. I am your host, the one and only Joe Williams, and in the studio today, we have our friends from the Wellness Coalition. We have Kristen Vandergeer and Deborah Asper. How's it going, ladies?
3: Hi. Good morning. Hi.
0: It's I am up. really excited. It's, so, it's sounding a little loud in here, but I'm sure it's not as loud as it sounds in actuality. Okay, so we have a few things to talk about today from the Wellness Coalition. We have stronger partnerships. We have the Eskimo Ninja coming mm-hmm. into town. These things sound so exciting. Let's, t- let's talk all about it.
1: So Deb and I work at the Wellness Coalition. I've been there almost a year. Uh, this is Kristen. Um, I am the Behavioral Health Program Coordinator, and Deb started with us, what, a month ago? Yeah, just about that. And she's our new uh, Drug Free Communities Coordinator, which is exciting. So we have a lot of um, current and upcoming projects that are going to be coming together to to You know, we're kind of coming into town working together as a as a pretty awesome collaborative partnership um, because mental health issues and substance use issues are so often co-occurring in folks. So,
3: yes, they are. Um, the thing, the event that's coming up next week mm-hmm. is the Eskimo Ninja. And so, um, I don't know how many of you guys have heard of American Ninja Warrior. I
0: have. I love it. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Me too. I think it's super fun to watch. It's super um, intense. But I don't know. I'm not entirely sure what year he won. I think it might've been 2020. No, um, I-
1: I've got all kinds of notes. Oh, I did. Good. I watched a bunch of his hype videos. <laughs> is this the guy here? Coming in here? Yeah, his name yeah. is Nick Hansen. Yes. he's he,
0: super fierce. He looks familiar.
1: Um, I thought so too. He's got a really, I don't know, a really kind face. And then he, you see him compete, and you're like, "Whoa, man, this like guy's fearsome. intense." So he was on for the first time in tw- in 2015, and he was called back like three or four times. Um, I don't know that he ever actually won. Um, but he has a really great persona. So they kept having a c- comeback. Mm-hmm. I, sorry, Nick, if you're listening and I'm like totally screwing it up. Um, <laughs>
0: they're doubting your skills next to so They're doubting your skills. I'm pretty sure he won.
1: I'm pretty Let's
3: sure he won. won. Let's, say he won. No. Let's say he won. He won He's in our winner. hearts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he is going to be coming to catch on, um, the, he'll be here the 19th and the 20th, and he's going to be in our schools mm-hmm. talking to some of our students. He's going to be, um, I don't know if you guys knew this, but the Gymnastic Club actually has like a like a ninja program. Oh. So he's going to be doing a private event with them, um, as well as several um, community events. So he will be, we're going to be doing a couple meet and greets. We're going to be doing... Um, some competition events, so there's going to be a chance for people to compete against him in an obstacle course.
0: Oh, there are some pretty uh, fierce athletes. In yeah, there are. There, yeah. are. there are even a few Olympic medalists here.
3: What? I'm yeah, saying, what? I didn't. There, there.
0: I don't know how many of them are still here, but throughout my years in catching, I've met a few Olympic medalists who live here. That's pretty oh yes.
3: Um, and so basically what his message is is he talks about growing up in rural Alaska as a teenager and how um, mental health and substance use impacted his life and how he was able to overcome that and become a nationally known celebrity Um, Mm -hmm. athlete so it's going to be it's really exciting he's been um i really enjoyed communicating with him and his manager and i think this is going to be an awesome educational opportunity for our students as well as for our community i think that um i think that the more education and the more knowledge that we can push out um the, the, the easier it is to implement prevention and intervention programs
0: absolutely I, I'm just uh taken back to being in grade school being in high school or middle school and uh, and going into those assemblies where they have mm-hmm. the uh, they're the person with the big personality hyping everything up you you've gotten the, the
1: motivational uh, speaker the, the motivational mm-hmm.
0: speaker you you have the uh that hour off from your least favorite class <laughs> and you're in the auditorium and someone's in there screaming and, and doing all kinds of things I just love it so I cannot wait for the students to be able to experience that He looks like a really fun guy.
1: He does. Yes. So I was reading a little bit about his background and it's really incredible what he's been able to do um, and the platform he's able, he's been able to sort of harness. So um, he grew up in a Western, like on the Western coast of Alaska in a town with less than 800 people in it. Um, One of those um, Alaska towns that you can only get to by plane. And um, it's called, I'm probably going to butcher it. I apologize. It's called Unicleet. And... um, So, when he was growing up, his mom was an alcoholic, um, and he says he lost 11 of his high school basketball teammates to. Um, alcohol-related suicides. Jesus. Eleven. I mean, that's how many people are on and a, a, a town of eight hundred. Like so, so incredible. So, um, he was studying to be a teacher, actually to be a high school teacher. He was a high school coach, and um, he almost ended his life in 2014. And I think he was working with an eighth grader. I think he said, um, "Who was like, you're an incredible athlete. You should try out for American Ninja Warrior." So. Um, so I saw his his um, audition tape that he sent in, and then there's some really incredible films of him. They built this basically warrior competition situation, like in their like out way out in the open, and they're they're training in the winter when it's you know 60 below and windy, and oh. they're doing all this really incredible training wow. um, that has saved his life, that I'm sure has saved other people's mm-hmm. life, and so um, he's really really tapped into that too. To, to encourage other people to overcome their own obstacles similarly, so.
0: That is truly inspiring and He's I'm amazing. very excited. Well, now, so he'll be in the high school, but will he be um, anywhere else in the community where where people who aren't in high school can uh, can see him and talk to him? And
3: uh, Yeah, absolutely. So we're gonna be having um, two meet and greets through um, one Friday after school, Friday evening, um, and then one also, um, Let's see. Saturday, Saturday afternoon. Saturday afternoon, and then we will have a community event at K High Friday night at six thirty, and then we will have the competition part at the Gymnastics center, starting at three thirty on Saturday. Um, so there are um, so the the competition events do need to be pre registered for. So wow. we have photos or we have posters all over town, um, and the QR code is on those posters to register. Um, You can also get more information if you go to our website, which is www.ktnwc.org.
0: Ktnwc.org, ladies and gentlemen.
3: Um, And so we will be able to. You'll be able to get all the information on the on the events there.
0: I am really excited for Eskimo. And Ninja Nick. I'm sorry I did interrupt you, Kristen. What did you have?
1: No, I just wanted to say that um, a couple of the events, well, the Friday afternoon after school from 4 to 5.30 is for high school students. And that's going to be hosted at our youth space at the Plaza upstairs, Suite 203, um, I know we've talked about the Plaza Space, uh, sorry, the Youth Space um, previously that is open every afternoon for high school kids. It's a free drop-in space, um, but next Friday it's going to be used to um, to have a little bit of a meet and greet. That is, again, specifically for high school students, um, but that's upstairs at the KWC Youth Space. And then the other uh, more broadly invitation uh, to the community is from noon to two on Saturday afternoon, and that's also going to be at our Youth Space at the Plaza Suite. 203 upstairs next to local grounds um, from noon to two and that's going to be when Nick is going to be there for photos for autographs for you know other kind of chit chatting and meeting the community which was really fun
0: that is so fabulous. I'm always so happy whenever I hear of things uh, going on in the in the community for the youth, because I, mm-hmm. I always say there's not enough to do for young people in this mm-hmm. community. Um, as as we all know, a lot of things that go on in Ketchikan are very adult oriented. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it's always exciting to have things like this happening, where uh, where kids can come and be and be inspired by uh, by someone who's doing something positive with their lives and with their community.
1: So that's some of the other collaborative uh, things that we've got coming uh, down the pipeline pretty soon, um, starting really in January, that Deb and I are going to have some more events. Deb is at the youth space every afternoon, which is exciting, um, ready to hang out. Um, we have a volunteer who's there every Friday, um, a great guy named John, who's really excited about taking apart computers and teaching kids cool programming and tech stuff. Um, I'm there on Wednesdays uh, with JD from Wish, and we run oh, our, JD Martin, our- we love her. Mm-hmm. We love her. Um, the Ketchikan Youth Alliance, and so uh, anybody, any high school student is interest who is interested in coming and doing some more community events. We had uh, our youth, uh, a group of I think six. six six high school students put together the whole Halloween festival a couple weekends ago. That was at the Plaza. That was that free event for kids 10 and under. We had about 400 kids come through the Plaza and it was absolutely incredible. They coordinated all of it. We had tons of partners. They had 30 high school volunteers and like 15 adult volunteers. And I'm super proud of them. So if any high school students are excited, they can just come by on Wednesday afternoons. Um, But we've got some more of these events and things that, that Deb and I are going to be working on. And, and that them. information
0: can all be found on the website.
1: On our website, on our Facebook pages, um, definitely our Catching in Wellness Coalition Facebook page is super active. And then links also to some of our more specific tax, task forces. Um, mm-hmm.
0: And for those just tuning in, what is that website again?
1: <laughs> <laughs> website <laughs> is um, ktnwc.org is for the Catching in Wellness Coalition. Perfect.
3: Can I say something really quick? Absolutely. Um, So, today the youth center is going to be open from 1 to 5, and we're going to be doing a special bingo lollapalooza event.
0: Ooh, what (laughs) Um, is the prize?
3: Well, uh, we don't know yet. The prizes? They're going to be there. The prize is fun, Fun, the prize is life. Joy. Yeah, there's (laughs) going to be. Yes, friendship. Um,
1: but Boo. there's no. also,
3: <laughs> there's also, we have pool tables, we have karaoke machines, we have Ooh. Wii, like we can do Mario Kart, uh, tournaments. Um, we have snacks today. We're going to be having some extra snacks because there is no school today. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you know any high schoolers that, uh, are looking for things to do, just Cold send them and down. Yeah. And gross today. Ooh, so speaking
0: so of no middle school, shout out to all the veterans out there. Happy veterans day. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes,
3: yes. yes. Um, Sorry. That's
1: okay. And so
3: I just wanted to let
1: everybody know that. Uh, back to the Veterans Day <laughs> thing. So yes. I am married to a Coastie. Shout out to my husband, John. Hey, um, John. And uh, I also wanted to kind of like put out a little bit of a challenge for some Coasties. There's so many Coasties here in it's town. Not. I was
0: just hanging out with a bunch of Coasties last night. at Cape Falls.
1: Um They're a pretty fun bunch. Um, to come out and challenge the Eskimo Ninja. Yeah. Oh. Like, I would love to see some of these folks come oh, out nice. so um at the gymnastics center we there are four different sessions on saturday afternoon and i was just looking at it and there's one from 8 45 to 10 p.m that's adults only mm-hmm. so oh, like nice. yes. i feel like that could get a little rowdy and like a really fun kind of a way so definitely um, be fun
0: yes calling out the coast guard. Calling out the, coast guard. Happy the Veterans eskimo Day. ninja amanda ricky we're, we're looking at you
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> this i want to challenge so him I'm calling out Chief Richards over Chief at Rich- the MSD. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Like oh, he's yes. pretty beast. So <laughs> yeah, this will be pretty awesome. There, so. there are a
0: number of really like uh, very athletic, jacked up Coast Guards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's gonna mm-hmm. be fun. Uh, okay, so do we have anything <laughs> that, we're, that we've left out from the Wellness Coalition this morning?
3: Um, oh, just as uh, so, masks will be required yes. during the events, except for the, when you are competing.
0: Okay. Just so to in order to, to attend and be in the audience, uh, we will need those masks on. Um, anything else?
3: No. Start registering.
0: Start registering. And where can they register one more time? What is that website and what is that Facebook page?
3: There is the QR code on the posters. You can also go to KT, ktnwc.org or the Ketchikan Wellness Coalition Facebook page.
0: Okay, I want to thank you both. We have Kristen Vanderga- Vandergeer <laughs> and Deborah Asper in the studio from the Wellness Coalition. I'm very excited to have them. Thank you both for coming in. Thank but you. But don't you guys go anywhere. We are starting our Thursday segment with Rachel help And I'm really excited because it's going to be so much fun. We're going to talk about all kinds of things. We're going to get into politics. We're going to get into health. It's going to be a hot show, ladies and gentlemen. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with the First City Forum. That was Lights Down Low by Max. I never heard that song before. That was a really nice song.
4: Ooh, I love that style.
0: Now we are in the studio with Rachel Breithaupt. I'm sipping my coffee from 55 North. How much do we love 55 North?
4: 55 North is one of the selling points of this community.
0: We were just talking about this. Oh, like it's not just the food. Like, what do you do in the winter? You go to 55 North. There's a whole family. They're almost like Keebler elves.
4: They are. And they're just
0: sitting there, slaving away, baking and making and loving. They're the sound of music
4: family. They're they're the the folks who built the house in the trees because they were abandoned on an island. Who are these people? Oh, Swiss yes, Family Robinson. They, they, it's Swiss Family Robinson. They
0: have this salad right now, the beef bologi or beef <sighs> bagoey. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's delicious. Let me tell you something. There's a rolled omelet, there's rice, there's kimchi, Joan, there's coleslaw. And do you know
4: that those, that family lived on a boat for a significant period of time yes. and parked that boat here in Ketchikan.
0: So so obviously the uh, the uh, girls are very talented. They right. they're they a the band, the Compass Roses, which is how I got to to know them. So when they opened the 55 North shop, I had no idea there's also a bunch of uh, boys too. Oh well,
1: yeah, boys too, <laughs> don't
4: discount the men. Let's not discount there's a them, whole also family. talented.
0: So, uh, so now I'm in the studio with Rachel Brighthop and she'll be in the studio with us every Thursday just to ruffle some feathers and talk about some things that are really going on in the community and have some serious conversations because i feel like we don't have enough serious conversations
4: there's the platform the the communal space to to bring national to local is missing i think unfortunately we've um, you know COVID is a jerk and uh you know it's harming us physically it's also harming us mentally and emotionally it's harming us socially and we have suffered in my opinion because of social media We've, we've been pushed siloed even further from one another, um, socially and politically, and COVID has only strengthened those distances and those silos. And if we don't actually come to a common place and talk with each other, then we will continue to grow further and further apart.
0: And a great, I I always remember, right after quarantine, we had all been away from each other for, what, three, four months. Mm -hmm. That first night when we were first allowed to go out, I went out and I was at the Arctic on the back deck. There were only a few of us and it was very strange. Like Everyone completely forgot how how to socialize. A few people had panic attacks just from random conversations with Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. It was very, very Mm -hmm. intense. So Mm -hmm. I think it's really important for us to continue to converse, continue to speak, continue to interact as humans because it's such a big part of who we are Mm -hmm. and when we stop doing it we lose a big part of that I want to take this moment to shout out all the veterans out there happy Veterans Day we're very exciting thank
4: you so much for signing up to potentially die right? because you love it, because you love you, me, you love you America. You love me that much. Uncle, its unimaginable to me.
0: My great uncle uh, is a retired master sergeant for the army. He actually got to—he uh, was one of Rosa Parks' pallbearers oh back gosh. home and in, in Detroit. And, uh, and uh, many of my family members have been in, in, in the military. So shout out to all the military servicemen. Shout out to all of our Coast Guards here in Ketchikan. We have a, a great many, yeah. and, and they are super great people. Um, you know, Richard, I got some really horrible news this mm-hmm. morning, and I hate to bring up horrible news on a rainy day but um back home in detroit uh i was, was where, I, where i first started singing where i formed my first band and the drummer for my band um he brought me into the uh, fold he really got me into performing showed me what it is to give energy in a show and he mm-hmm. passed away this morning of covid related complications so shout out to joe tyson mm-hmm. and the uh, family of, of joe tyson on this uh, really tragic horrible day
4: Thank you, Joe Tyson. And,
0: and that kind of uh, leads into what we're going to talk about today. Uh, we were scrolling through the newspaper today, and we, and we stumbled upon the obituary of one Robert Wickman the third. And I want to talk a little bit about what what his family has has to uh, say uh, in the paper, and uh, and what that means for our conversation today.
4: So, uh, the obituary is beautiful, and I appreciate so much that the family chose to own publicly um a number of things first off that robert died of complications of covid and it's it's a frustrating reality that in our our culture and in our community for whatever reason that made me nervous Mm. when i read it that that the family would experience blowback from saying out loud our loved one died of covid complications it's the same sort of, I don't know, nervous that I feel when I'm speaking with people that I know have different political views around r- race issues, right? Mm-hmm. Where, where I want to talk, well, well, I don't know, have you read the book The New Jim Crow and the the disparate enforcement that various attorney, you know district attorneys, you know the district attorneys have the ability to decide whether or not they're going to fight for 5 years in prison or 15 years in prison mm-hmm. and there's like a very disparate enforcement of that that falls on racial lines so having those conversations i get i get like nervous you know i start to sweat i get very nervous and i'm like why am i having a similar feeling at an obituary where a family says our loved one died of COVID-related causes. Like, mm-hmm. that's where we're at. It's a very frustrating place in our culture.
0: I wanted to pause for just a second. So, uh, this uh, segment is definitely open for uh, for social commentary and for people to call in. So, our number to the studio is 907 247 If you have any questions or comments for Rachel or myself, please call in and we'll, we'll gladly add to the conversation. We're going to go on until right around 12 o'clock. So, please call in.
4: So, First off, just that the family was willing to do that and that it feels weird to say that the family was willing to do that. So they did. They owned that That, that this, it sounds like Incredible Citizen died of COVID-related causes. And then they continued to own, which I really appreciated, that he had kind of a rough adolescence, mm. that he wasn't this like golden angel person always. But then as he became an adult and as he became a parent, he actually became a Boy Scout in his 40s. Like wow. th- that, he was never a guy that was going to be a Boy Scout when he was young, and you know, screwing up. But then, as he became a parent, he became a Boy Scout, and then he became a Boy Scout. He was a troop leader, and even beyond his own son's involvement in Boy Scouts, he continued to be a troop leader because, in his own words, as his family quotes him, "Not everybody has a dad that'll do this. Not everybody mm-hmm. has a dad." It's like what an incredible person. And so then the, the obituary continues with this final line, which is essentially like you know how you know, some people end their obituaries, like, in lieu of flowers, please donate money to whatever mm-hmm. cause. Well, the way that this family decided to end it, and I'll, I'll let Joe read this last line.
0: It goes, doo-doo-doo-doo, we ask that you honor Bob through embodied active care for your family and community.
4: Embodied active care. I guess I've just never heard that phrase before. And it like, struck me and then like settled down into my guts. And I was like, that, that's a thesis. That's a mantra. I'm going to hold and carry that phrase. Embodied active care. And what does that
0: look like? Because it sounds like that's what at least towards the end, the, the the latter the half adult, of, yeah. of of his life, that's what he really gave. Yeah. You know, getting involved with the Boy Scouts at at forty. He only lived to, to be fifty eight, so that's in the last eighteen years of his life, uh, and and being that that father figure, being that person that young people who may not have someone can look up to and go to, like, hey. Uh, uh, Rob is is here. I, he's someone I can call. He's someone I can look up to, and someone who's who's there for me. Because maybe I don't know. Maybe he didn't have that for 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 himself. It sounds like he had a rough upbringing, and uh, and, and maybe that was something that he felt was lacking.
4: And what I don't, I, what I I I think don't speak is, for him, but no, no, understandable. But and it it very well could be any number of us, right? Like we we all come from our own pain and our own story. We all we all have compelling reasons. We all have context what I think is super interesting and something that I've been thinking about for probably years now, but definitely, definitely since in the last four, in the last four to five years, I feel like it's become really a a strong and reoccurring theme in my thoughts and in my conversations is how to get away from the soap opera of national politics and to get back down to bridge building on a local level. And I think what, has been really encouraging and challenging is in my own life is taking embodied actionable steps in the direction of supporting my community through volunteerism, through actual physical boots on the ground, butts in the seats involvement. And when I do that, I invariably meet people from opposite sides of the political spectrum not even like a little bit further from me not even like center towards but opposite sides of the political spectrum when i worked at the pioneer home um, just about two and a half years ago i was there for four years and left about two and a half years ago and uh the the, like the the pioneer board was a slew of individuals and some of them had trump stickers you know Mm -hmm. and and you know admittedly i am not a fan and and I loved working with the people on that board. And I loved how much they cared about the elders. And I loved that they were, work- they were actively working to advocate. They were politically advocating for elder care, for elder rights, for funding for the pioneer home to, to not drastically increase, increase the rates. You know, they were working to protect these elders. And I'm like, we have common ground.
0: I, and I think that goes into nuance. You know, there are people who, who support certain things. It doesn't mean they're bad people. No. It doesn't mean they, they believe uh, any terrible thing. It's that they agree with certain things uh, that may be different than what you, uh, what you agree with. And that's fine.
4: And people are multifaceted, multi faces. You know, we all have Russian nesting dolls of selves. <laughs> exactly. There's yes. so there, we are multitudes and The problem is that that's not a great bumper sticker. Right. Like, that's not going to keep you clicking on the next video of YouTube. And the mm-hmm. algorithm is built to keep your eyeballs on the screen.
0: There's a, a, a book. I can't think of the name of it right now. But it goes into how social media, uh, how basically how it works based entirely on the seven deadly sins. On jealousy, on greed, on uh, on, uh, oh, on, all, on all of the, of the different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and, and, it, and that's basically how social media makes its money. That's how it works because you don't pay for social media. No. You don't pay but for it. <laughs>
1: you, but you
0: do. No, we are the, the product. We are what yeah. social media is selling. Yeah. So, so it's very interesting. Very mm-hmm. interesting.
4: I am being sold. We are being sold. My attention is being sold. And there's a beautiful, there's also a, a, a book that I, I've listened to the author, interviewed a number of times on podcasts, but not yet read the book. So full disclosure, the book is called 4,000 Hours. Mm. Um and the idea is, or excuse me, 4,000 weeks. The idea is like the general length of the American life is about 4,000 weeks. That's 4, it. That's weeks. That's it. That sounds too little. It it sounds like that's not enough. Um, I was certainly surprised by th- that number. 4,000 weeks. One of the things that he says in his interviews about your attention is that he draws a, a, a little bit of a different distinction than he identifies as has been drawn in the past. And maybe we think about our attention as uh, a currency. You know, hey, it's going to cost you your time or your money. Everything costs you time or money, as if it's, yeah, like a currency to be traded. And he says, you know, that's not wrong, but maybe it's actually more accurate and certainly more powerful to think that your attention is your life. Mm. Like, it's not a currency. It's literally your being Mm -hmm. and so if you are not whatever you are paying attention to that is your life that's how you're living your life and if you believe that your values if if you if you are a person who's done some value search and you feel like you've got a, a pretty clear idea of what your values are and you say that you value a number of things if you're not attending to those things with your eyes and your mind and your and your physical body and your time then you your life is not reflecting your values
0: Wow and you know so your time your attention being your currency it brings me to, it brings to mind that that movie with Justin Timberlake I think I think it's called in time. Where everyone basically, it's a movie where everyone has this timer on their forearm, oh. and at the end of the t- and, and at the end of your time, you just drop dead and, and, and die. Mm. And each work day, they people pay you with time, and you pay for your food with time. You pay for the bus with time, and you notice in this in this film people with less time or poor people everything's moving fast everything's moving fast they're running everywhere they ha- they just don't have time mm-hmm. people with more time or more wealthy people that maybe maybe they have a billion years mm-hmm. they move very slowly and very intentionally mm-hmm. and and that movie has always stuck with me is your time really is your money your time is valuable what you pay attention to and what you feed your soul with it it, it literally creates and narrates your entire life
4: mm-hmm. and of course this speaks this obviously also speaks to privilege that if you have money, then you don't have to spend all of your life's attention working, Mm -hmm. trading your, your life for dollars to survive and to help your family survive. So, so certainly part of this isn't like, Oh, well, you're just not enlightened enough. You know, certainly there's also uh, if you have the space to make these choices, then you already have some privilege. You know, I I work at a job where I have to attend, I have to pay attention to make sure I'm not scrolling through my phone Mm. because I have the privilege of a, you know, professional career lady in an office with a door I can close. And I've got degrees on my wall that afford me a certain amount of authority
0: yes you know so speaking of i want to uh just really quickly i realized we didn't do this uh for those just tuning in we're in the studio with rachel bright help and for those who don't know you who are you rachel what do you do here in town oh. what is what's your what's your background
4: oh well so <laughs> um interesting uh so i moved to Ketchikan seven years ago just over seven years ago um august was my my seven-year catch anniversary. happy
0: anniversary thank
4: you thank you and i had worked in Wrangell, Alaska uh, in my final field internship for social work. So I have a master's in education and my second master's is in social work. And I wanted to stay in Alaska, but I, you know, bless your heart, Wrangell, had no desire to stay in Wrangell. And I had visited, I had visited Ketchikan for one weekend and had the loveliest experience with the people. I-
0: It draws you in.
4: I have to say that Wrangell is the most beautiful place I've ever lived. And it's a very insulated community. And I recognize now that I have some distance from it, that that was an effort of protection. You know, mm-hmm. when people aren't super open hearted to travelers, we can presume like, oh, well, you're snobby. But in reality, it's like, no, we're protecting ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, us in a small town, everybody knows everybody's business. And we don't want you to come in here and just like shake it up. Like cra- we got to protect ourselves. You know, like we're a, We are all open books to one another. So don't go spray painting on everybody's books. And I, of course, had just come from like Austin, Texas. I'm big city living. I'm like big and loud and single and, you know, overeducated and, you know, too liberal. And I just, there was a lot of like square, square peg, round hole stuff going on. And with that said, um, when I came to Ketchikan, I had a very different experience. And I felt like people were really open and interested. And there were so many imports. Like... Half, half, three quarters of the people I met were like, oh, yeah, same story came for came for a traveler position and fell in love and stayed. What brought you here? And I'm like, oh, um, work. And they're like, yeah, well, welcome aboard. And I'm like, oh, I have a two year plan. They're like, sure you do. So seven years later, seven years later, um, I worked at uh, Gateway for a year. And then the, the social work position at the Pioneer Home opened up. And bless Gateway's heart, I had school loans to pay, and mm. the state of Alaska you know, was paying much better. Um, and it was an incredible experience, and I loved working with the elders. And then after about four years, the position of social worker on the outpatient side at Peace Health opened up. And so I've been there now for two and a half years. Um, I have two kids, a five-year-old and an 18-month-old. Um, And my partner Ben and I are engaged in getting married next summer. Yes,
0: fabulous. We
4: own a home here in town, and and we have a really nice cat. And I have too much of a garden, way too much of a garden.
0: And they're both very, very active physically. Uh, I, Rachel, I see you at the rec center all the time with Amanda and, and your whole group of lady warriors yes. lifting and Actually, getting. Actually,
4: I was thinking that Amanda should fully go challenge the ninja warrior. She, uh,
0: she, she would probably win.
4: <laughs> <laughs> there would definitely be like. She
0: would probably win.
4: She's a tight competition. It would be oh, yeah. tight competition. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: And, your, and your partner, um, fiance, Ben, he is a brown belt in Jitsu, Yes. Purple belt, brown belt.
4: Oh, he's gonna kill me, that I don't know. No, he's not a brown belt. He's one under brown belt. Purple
0: belt, I believe. And he's
4: got stripes. So like the mm-hmm. belts also have like notches essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, for as much as we talk about jujitsu, it is shameful that I don't have his belt memorized. <laughs> See,
0: I only know this because my dear friend, the one and only Ernesto Zarate, who just had his um his second or I or, know fourth professional fight yesterday he didn't win but you know what he's a warrior and he gets in there and he gets it done um he talks about ben and, and that whole jiu-jitsu crew all the time so yeah. I, I know um a, a a fair amount about these people who i don't really even know and you person. know
4: and ben would say that jiu-jitsu is the perfect sport and i 100 percent support anybody who wants to go do jiu and Nobody gets to control my body. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I do not want to, I am, come on, Rachel, like, you should come and try. And I'm like, bless your heart. I don't want to do it.
0: It's very intense. You know, uh, Ernesto always tells me like, oh, it's, it's, it's not a super crazy physical. But, but I'm like, no, this seems very painful. These these holds seem very painful. These pinches, these positions like, no, I can't he do it.
4: He has black eyes. Like, I'm Like, what happened? I thought this wasn't boxing. And he's like, oh, no, I just caught an elbow. I'm like caught no. an elbow. That is not a phrase. I am interested in recreating in my own life. See,
0: I've got to go on stage. I've got to uh, have. I, I mean, listen, I have. I have uh, literal CBD face serum with literal flakes of 24 karat gold. And I, I do, I'm not a Jiu-Jitsu kind of person. <laughs> So much fun. So Rachel, uh, so Rachel is very, uh, very accomplished and very um, uh, opinionated. Uh, so True. you've, you've been here, and you're a healthcare professional. Mm-hmm. I was on uh,
4: the school board for a year. And you're and on half. the school board. I
0: was gonna say you're, mm-hmm. uh, and you're also very involved in community politics and, and mm-hmm. community. Um,
4: involvement think, yeah yeah being being somebody who thinks like i love what i love about catch again i was just in seattle ben and i got away for the first time since violet was born um so it's been 18 months and certainly we haven't been away together since well before that um so it was incredible it was really wonderful and seattle is complicated you know like mm. downtown seattle is a, a rough place to walk around mm. let alone think about as a social worker. So like in my social work brain I'm like what would I even start to do about this? It's too big. It's too complicated. How how do how does the city even make policy to begin to address these issues? Cuz when it just when it's at that scale I ugh, like you need a diff- I need a different lens, right? Yes. So the the joy of Ketchikan is that it's scaled down so massively so that you can essentially go to, um, you know, city council meetings or bureau assembly meetings, read the newspaper, talk to a handful, half dozen, dozen people and get some action going, yes. get an idea going. Say, Okay, so, you know, it doesn't make sense that our shelter closes at 8 in the morning and doesn't open again until 6, and there's people out here, you know, in the streets. Let's get a day shelter. It
0: sounds like we have a caller. We have a caller. One second, one second. One second, one second. Hello, 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 and welcome to the First City Forum. What's your name? Chris. Hello, Chris.
2: Hey, I'd like to just say uh, thanks to all those veterans that... uh, did their services for us and for all those families that lost loved ones from the wars.
0: Yes, thank you to all the veterans. Happy Veterans Day. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. Happy Veterans Day. Then another just comment, Uh, I guess like roughly 760,000 people have died from the COVID in America right now. Wow. Mm -hmm. Then Alaska, it's 811. And what catch can we, we got 12?
4: Yeah, I just went up with two Mm -hmm. more cases. Yeah.
2: So if you were to come from down south on a jet to Alaska, just imagine, there's nobody around. That's how big our population is—seven hundred thousand plus, I think. Mm-hmm. So it'd be an empty state.
4: An that's empty state. Wow. I've never thought about it like wow. that.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so
2: come to a, you know,
0: a complete empty place. So what he's saying is that the equivalent of the number of deaths in America.
2: Is the in, population? In,
0: in, of just Alaska. picture if everyone in Alaska died. That's Correct. That's what we're yeah, looking at. There's
2: nobody in Alaska right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm when you start comparing, you know, figures like that. So. so, yeah, I would guess I would just comment, too, like, when we read the paper in the news, like, a lot of military people are objective to the vaccine, but when seems like when our troops were going to war, they didn't hesitate to get all these vaccines that were required. Mm-hmm now we're seeing this skepticism I guess which you might call it so.
0: now now do now uh, Chris do you think that the the hesitance for the vaccine just comes from sort of the political grandstanding up of, of it of it and the and the and the social pushback like the so people are more so adverse to it because it's seen as such a hot button topic because so many people are so involved in it so many people have so many opinions
2: yeah I think it's both what uh, what hesitating and plus the media is on both sides, good and bad Mm -hmm. you know, scenarios about it, you know, and just go by what the science says and go by what our attorney surgeon general, doctors and all those people say. Take the vaccine, you know, I we uh, Like when we went to school, you had to take your measles shot, mumps shot,
0: yes. everything like
2: that to go to school back in our days. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I was just going to say that, Chris. I, I I bring this up every time we come on and talk about COVID. When I was going to, to school, you could not be in a public school without a number of required vaccines. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think a couple of years ago, like some parents didn't believe in the measles shots. So mm-hmm. it seemed like we got rid of it completely in America just about and. Some students infected other students with measles, and I think a couple of died, and some of those parents... That didn't go for the vaccine apologized, in realizing it would kill other people or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, from not mm-hmm. vaccinating.
0: Oh yes, my my aunt actually contracted measles a few years ago, and I thought, oh my gosh, I thought measles weren't a thing anymore. And she almost died. She she lost about thirty pounds. Um, it greatly affected her her skin. It just it, it basically disfigured her for 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 some time. Uh, contracting this. Uh, nearly eradicated right. disease
4: right and i think the the hard thing about hearing those stories is trying to imagine for me what's hard is trying to imagine what still stops people yeah. what what still stops people and and i do think that the the only solution for that is having Gentle and gracious conversations where yes. I shut up and listen really, really hard yes. as to why somebody would choose to not be vaccinated of any vaccine, of any of the vaccines.
2: Chris, well, I've I had a friend that vax- got the vaccines and he's commented, oh, it's just the flu bug. I almost want to tell him, well, if you didn't take the vaccines, what are you worried about then? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Chris, I want to thank you for your call. Okay. Yeah. Nice conversations. Thanks so. Yes, That's thank fun. you so much. And Rachel you. will be on every yeah. Thursday.
0: So we hope to hear from you again.
2: Sure. Thing.
0: Thank you. Now I want to talk a little bit about about hesitancies for the vaccine because mm-hmm. there are there are many reasons to be hesitant sure. Of, sure. of vaccines, especially uh, in this country. You, you know, we can get into the history of of vaccines as far as the people of color being yes. being Absolutely. afraid to take the vaccine because there have been there's a long history of vaccines being used to harm people in mm-hmm. this country by mm-hmm. our government. Mm-hmm. So there are people who who are adverse to it for those reasons. There are mm-hmm. people who are adverse. To vaccines for religious reasons, be it any vaccine. So, sure. so it's definitely a conversation to 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 be had. We're not saying that everyone who doesn't take the vaccine, is an evil person or has evil intentions, there are reasons, and that's why it's, it's important to have these conversations. I want to thank our caller for calling in just now. There, And if there are more callers who have uh, comments, we're on for about five to eight more minutes. Um, that number is two four seven two zero zero zero. If you're adverse to the vaccine and you want to uh, call and kind of make not make your case, because you don't have to explain yourself to anyone, but if you have comments, uh, please call in. We'd love to hear from people who who are adverse to to the vaccine, who don't want the vaccine. I I would love to hear what those reasons are.
4: Hmm. I think one of the things that uh, Chris said that I think about a lot is what your doctor would recommend. Mm -hmm. When we think about if we can, if we were to remove the politics from the conversation and if you could play a mental trick on yourself and just act as if you had never heard politicians speak about Mm -hmm. the vaccine. and, and And maybe you could erase the memes because, of course, this like bumper sticker politics and meme politics are so prevalent. If you can blind yourself to whatever memes you've ever seen on social media about any of it, whatever TikTok videos you've ever seen about any of it. And you think about the medical professionals that you've used in your adult life that you trust. And if you were to listen to those medical professionals and they strongly recommended fill in the blank, they strongly recommended that you reduce the salt in your diet because it will eventually give you a heart attack. Mm-hmm. You know, they strongly recommended that you control if you, let's say have diabetes that they, that you choose to control your diabetes through diet versus insulin mm-hmm. because it's healthier. It's far less expensive. Mm. Oh my God. insulin's
0: insulin.
4: what? $600. Insulin is insane. It's for patients I work with, thousands of dollars a month. Insulin is a whole other, wow. like, I will, I get, Oh, I am almost knocked the mic over. I get so riled up about the cost of drugs because that of the people be, I work that, with. That
0: should be a uh, conversation oof. for next week, actually. Drug, drug
4: costs, ridiculous. But anyway, if you, so let's say your doctor is just giving you this advice, and you think to yourself, man, yeah, I really trust my doctor, and I'm going to take this sound advice. And if that same doctor was saying, you know, this vaccine has killed, or excuse me, this disease has killed, this disease has killed... The number of people that live in Alaska—three
0: quarters of a million people.
4: Um, here's an obituary of a 55-year-old man who died of. I would strongly recommend that you get this vaccine. You may have questions, and your questions might are very, you know reasonable and and relevant. How is it FDA approved? Mm. How many people have gotten the vaccine? How long has it been administered? Are there side effects? And here's the honest, I mean, the honest answer from everything that I've read is every medical intervention comes with a risk. Tylenol, Advil come with a risk. Yes. So any medical intervention. So every vaccine comes with some amount of risk. When we consider whether or not to get vaccines, just like Chris was talking about, it's not just getting on or off insulin. Mm-hmm. It's it's a different choice you're making. When you think about communicable diseases, it's a different choice you're making. It doesn't just affect you. That's the point of a vaccine. That's it, that's the bottom line.
0: And it doesn't just affect you, but for the people just thinking, well, I, I won't get COVID. And if I do get COVID, I'll survive. And, and, and if I get COVID, I'll just go to the hospital and they can keep me alive. I, we had someone call in, um, I don't know if it was with you or with uh, Dr. Jose or Dr. Tim, Tim, Tim Horton, but it was one of these uh, these episodes of the forum. And they said, well, why don't they just give me, give us the the uh, the cure that they'll give us if we get the COVID and go to the hospital? And I think that's a misconception. I think mm-hmm. people think that if you get COVID and it, causes you to be hospitalized, that there's some kind of cure they can give you at the hospital. And that's just not true. I think it's very important to, to note that there is no cure for COVID. There's a vaccine for prevention mm-hmm. and if it gets to a point where you're hospitalized, where your lungs are literally full, they cannot expand, and you cannot breathe, the hospital is just keeping you alive. Mm-hmm. And every and, and according to Dr. Tim Horton and Dr. Charlie Jose, a four-day stay in, in the hospital for COVID costs about $250,000 yeah. and anything further can that can range in the millions. And I want to, um, and, and it really drives home that the point we're almost out of time here, but it really drives home the, the point. A lot of Americans don't have health insurance. No. A lot of Americans do not have health insurance. Most people cannot afford to pay out of pocket $250,000. Most people cannot afford to be out of work for four days.
4: No, and I do just want to say out loud again, I know I've said this on this show before, but we do not have a pediatric ICU. So if a child gets COVID or anything, any illness that would require them to go to an ICU, they will be airlifted off this island. Because as
0: of right now, children aren't be, aren't necessarily being hospitalized for COVID, but it's always mutating. So that could change any time.
4: It could change any time. And we are seeing, from what I've read, a massive increase because of Delta in pediatric cases. That doesn't wow. mean pediatric hospitalizations, so but that doesn't mean pediatric cases. Um, and, and I guess I would also say that if the idea, if your, if your idea as well, I'll just go to, if I'll go to the hospital, I'll go to the ER and maybe be admitted if I get, you know, COVID. Well, the very same science that will be used to help keep you alive once you're sick enough to have to go to the hospital, is the same science that has been used to develop these vaccines. Mm -hmm. So save yourself the money, the, the grief of those hospital employees, the hospital beds, Keep them open for other people who have other severe illnesses, and that's a whole
0: different conversation. Is, is the is the overfilling of the hospitals where there are so many people with COVID symptoms and so many people with COVID who are in, in the hospitals, not just here in Catchingham, but around the world, that people who are having heart attacks, people who are have who are uh, whose appendix have burst, or who
4: need a surgery. I, I mean, they kept putting it off, they put it off, they put it off because there aren't beds, or it's too risky because the hospital is full of COVID.
0: Yeah. It's, it's crazy out there. Uh, so we are out of time. <laughs> I love this segment. I'm looking forward to, uh, to having Rachel Bright help on the show every Thursday. So please tune in and take down that number because we are taking phone calls and we will be uh, be addressing all concerns. Now, this is sort of like almost like a podcast type of feel. We're, oh, yeah. we're, we're going to talk a little bit about, everything,
2: little and about it'll,
0: everything. And it will be straightforward conversation. We're not holding anything back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so I'm very excited. Thank you, Rachel, for, for uh, you. joining me this th- Thursday thank you. and I'm looking forward to next Thursday and thank mm-hmm. you all for tuning in to the first city forum. Um so I want to have more people on on the show. The email that they have given me to have people book on the show is not working. So uh, when we get a new updated email, I will will be shouting that out. But um, I want to shout out to our sponsors, uh, Providence Properties and Southeast Alaska Orthopedics. Um, Oh, and if you would like to be on the the forum, um, please just uh, contact me on Facebook. If you have my Facebook, that is Joe. S, that's Joseph S. Williams IV on Facebook. Just shoot me a message and we'll get you on there until we get um, a new email for the forum. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. I'm going to go to the rec center. It's arms day. Listen, I, these biceps and triceps don't build themselves, honey. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm, and I'm sorry. We have a little a promotion for the radio station. It's the Passport to Puerto Vallarta. Um, you can win a trip to two Rachel to Puerto Vallarta. Um, so the way this works, this uh, this passport is in a different business each week. This bu- this week is at Alaska Golf. So please go to Alaska Golf and um, sign up for the passport to Puerto Vallarta, a trip for two to that beautiful, beautiful place in Mexico, um, and and play some golf. Uh, but anyways, have a good night, have a good day, ladies and gentlemen. Um, bye bye. <laughs>